to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Lady Preacher podcast. This is your host, Reverend Kelsey Beebe, and we are continuing on in this series of parables. But before we dive into that, I want to make sure I let you know about something we have coming up. So last year, I was looking for an Advent devotional, and I really struggled to find one that fit both a progressive theology, I used more inclusive language, and really felt like it connected to my life. And so I decided to write my own. And then I wrote another one for Lent. And now I am writing another one for this year's Advent, but I'm doing it with a friend, Reverend Delaney Schlake Cruz, who was uh, one of the very first guests on this podcast. She was actually the first person I interviewed. So Pastor Delaney and I are writing this Advent devotional together and it will be available for download soon. Uh, If you are not already getting our weekly devotional that we send out, that I send out on Monday mornings, I encourage you to uh, go to dancingpastor.org and sign up for that. And there will be more information there, or you can find us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries and I'll post about it there. And you can find out more about how to get access to this devotional. It will be available for a PDF download. um, So you'll be able to get it right away. So don't feel like, you know, we're getting too close up to to Advent for you to get one in the mail. This will be just right. It'll come right to your email. You just download it and you can print it out yourself. I like to take it to a a local print shop and uh, they print it out and put a little spiral edge on it for me. So it's really easy to use, but I wanted to make sure you knew that was coming up. So again, be sure to sign up for our newsletter on the website, dancingpastor.org or keep an eye on that website for more information or again, find us on Facebook. All right. Now that that has been said, let's dive in. We're going to look at a particular difficult parable. This is the parable of the 10 bridesmaids, and it is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. And this is the NRSV translation. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. 10 bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout. Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. I invite you to please pray with me. Gracious and holy God, we ask that you open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds so that we can hear this passage 
anew today. Guide us in our hearing, in our learning. Help us to discern who you are calling us to be in this world. Help us understand your kingdom on earth a little better so that we can make it as the kingdom of heaven. Open our hearts and fill our well today. Amen. So we have looked at several parables over the last few weeks, and I hope that by this time you've come to see that I really like to dig into who we are in the parables, who Jesus is calling us to be, um, what they tell us about God. And so as we dive into this particular parable, we're going to be trying to figure out where we see ourselves. But before we do that, I, I mentioned before I read the parable that this is one that's particularly tricky. And I know for me, I, I struggle with it. I wrestle with it because I see uh, two groups of women in particular being pitted against each other, the foolish women and the wise women. And this is a trope that throughout history has been a real issue that, you know, the, the pure versus the impure woman or, um, you know, good versus bad in terms of women. And uh, this is true in ballet. This is true in movies. This is true in scripture. We even see Mary and Martha who are often pitted against each other. And so I, I struggle with this parable because I see that. And then the, the man who is the bridegroom who closes them out saying, I do not know you. One of the most prominent interpretations of this particular parable is that the bridegroom is Jesus. And it's saying that uh, we should always be ready, that we cannot uh, fall asleep with our faith, that we should always be prepared with our faith because we don't know when Jesus is coming together again. And so we need to keep up the practices of our faith so that we are ready and prepared. And that might be well and good, but in the end, that leaves us with the bridegroom, if that is Jesus, who leaves some people out, who closes the door. And that can feel contradictory to a gospel that's all inclusive. And so let's dig into this a little bit. You know, I was talking to some of my clergy colleagues earlier this week, and I said, you know, I feel like Jesus talked in parables so that <laughs> we would keep grappling with them. Like there's no clear answer. And Jesus knew that. And he figured this was one way he could get us to keep talking about these lessons and keep learning from them. And I think that's especially true with this. And I, I hope you see it too. So let's dig in and look at where we see ourselves in this parable and what that can teach us. So my question for all of us is, are we like the foolish bridesmaids? Our oil has run out and we are just running on fumes. Maybe you feel this way today. Maybe you felt this way recently, especially during the year of 2020. We are running on fumes. And we know what it's like, as they did, to ask for help and support only to be met with rejection. When the five bridesmaids who knew they were going to run out of oil went to the others and said, please share. And they said, nope, you better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. We know what that's like to be met with rejection when we seek support. Or maybe we are like the foolish bridesmaids when we think just being present is less important than having oil in our lamps. Like we ourselves are not enough. We have to bring something to the table more than just ourselves. 
like that oil is more important than just us being there. Or perhaps we think that whether our lights are bright or dim matters. Like if our light is going out, we are not worthy. As if the bridegroom won't have enough to share, enough to spare for us. Or that the bridegroom would rather us have lamps that are bright than just us being present. As I said before, I know a lot of us are feeling like we are just running on fumes. We're wondering maybe how much longer we can go on like this. Should we just give up? Should we leave? Has our faith run out? Do our lights feel dim? Have we waited long enough? And so we can have empathy for these bridesmaids because we understand that it's hard and it's scary and it's vulnerable to stay when our light is just a dim flicker in the dark. We know it's hard to keep going when our perhaps once strong faith is now just waning. We know that it's hard to keep showing up when we feel like we're barely hanging on. When our supply is running low and there's just nothing more to sustain us. We know what it's like. We know what it's like to ask for help only to be met by rejection and contempt. We know what it's like to feel as if we are not enough. When I look at these bridesmaids, I can have compassion for them because I've been there. I have felt like I am not enough. I have felt like I am running low on my fumes and figure, well, it's better just that I leave. I feel like the the mistake that these bridesmaids make is that they leave. They fail to trust that the one who comes has light and oil enough to spare. They fail to trust that he just wants them, that our presence is all he asks of us. Whether we walk in darkness or walk in the light does not matter. We are welcome and there is enough for all. And so perhaps we see ourselves in them. Or maybe we find ourselves in the wise bridesmaids. Maybe we have been the ones who were prepared. It's important as we look into the wise bridesmaids to understand that the word that's used here for wise is not the Greek word Sophia. So the Greek word Sophia refers to more of a divine wisdom. A lot of times it's connected to the Holy Spirit, which is why you'll often hear more feminine pronouns used for the Holy Spirit. This particular wisdom, the wise bridesmaids, is not... Sophia. It translates more accurately to the word shrewd. So these particular bridesmaids are wise in that they're a little more cunning in their resourcefulness. So our question is, do we see ourselves in the shrewd bridesmaids? Have we ever been confident that we have only enough for ourselves, but not enough to share? Do we cling to what we have as we are afraid of running out? Have you ever lived in that sense of scarcity or that fear? Have we failed to imagine the possibility of abundance, 
the belief that there is plenty to go around if we just share. It makes me think of the parable of the fishes and the loaves. The miracle of Jesus sitting people down in small groups and then there is plenty enough to go around and there's some left over. Do we not believe in that possibility? Have we failed to imagine the possibility of abundance? Have we turned others away, perhaps, for being unprepared or for not having enough? The way that these bridesmaids turned the others away for not having enough. Have we been so set on following the rules that we forget about grace? Have we been so set on being right, forgetting that sometimes rightness is devoid of love. The point is, we have all been someone in this story. We've all been the foolish bridesmaid. We have all been the wise, shrewd bridesmaid. And we've even been the bridegroom, y'all. We have closed doors on people the way that he did. Have you ever decided that someone was not welcome, decided that they were unworthy because of something they lacked, because of what they failed to bring to the table, because they were late? We're often quick to put Jesus in the place of the bridegroom, but what if it's not about that? What if that's not the way we're called to read this? And I want to be careful here because even some of the ways that I have spoken about this parable today have put Jesus in the place of the bridegroom, like with the foolish bridesmaids and trusting that the bridegroom will accept them just as they are. But what if, what if it's beyond that? What if it's more than that? What if this parable is about what the kingdom of heaven is to be like? When we look at this parable within its context in Matthew chapter 25, there are three parables. And if we go all the way to the end, to the third parable, what we get is hearing Jesus say, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. This is the parable of the sheep and the goats. Jesus says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. For I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. And perhaps for my light was growing dim and you gave me oil for my lamp. That's what the kingdom of heaven could be like. The kingdom of heaven is not necessarily one that closes the door on people, but says, here, let me share. Jesus is telling us that there is another way. He's not necessarily the bridegroom. Maybe he's the ones who have the door shut on them. For when Jesus says, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. The people who were listening to him say this responded, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And Jesus says, surely what you did for the least of these, you did for me. And so when you share your oil with those who have run out, you share it with me. When you share your light with those who walk in darkness, you share it with me. And conversely, when you do not share your oil with those who have run out, you do not share it with me. When you close the door on those you have deemed unworthy or unprepared, you close the door on me. The kingdom of heaven is like when people take care of each other. 
The kingdom of heaven is like when no one has the door closed on them, when everyone has enough and when everyone is welcome. In this parable, there is another way. What if the foolish ones had stayed even though their lights had run low? What if the shrewd ones had shared even though they weren't sure if the supplies would last? And even if they truly didn't have enough oil to share, what if all 10 bridesmaids had stayed together to share in the light of the five lamps that did have oil? Was there not enough light from those five lamps for them all to share and have light? Because my friends, that is what God's community is like for us to share in the light of one another. Because the truth of the gospel is community. The truth of the gospel is abundance. The truth of the gospel is there. There is always enough. The truth of the gospel is that all are welcome. Whether your light shines brightly or is about to flicker out. And that is the good news. Whether you walk in darkness or walk in the light, you are welcome here. Whether you have enough or nothing at all, you are welcome here and you can trust in that. My friends, when we value community, when we stay together and support one another, when we share our light, when we are more concerned with each other's well-being than we are about being right, when we are more concerned with each other's well-being than we are about our own ego, when we are more concerned with each other's well-being than we are about just ourselves, that is when we are loving our neighbor as ourself. That is when we are embodying Christ in this world. That is when we are truly living in the kingdom of God. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.